Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Mahogany Says Show, and I'm your host, Mahogany Silver Rain, author, teacher, and I interview lots of different artists, and tonight is a special night, so Merry Christmas Eve to everyone. We will be talking with author Demetrius Walker. Demetrius, are you on the line with us? Hello? Hello? The Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book Two of the Kenya Clark series by author Mahogany Silverang. Christmas will never be the same. Chaos has taken hold in the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI Paranormal Unit cannot contain the situation. The cause of this chaos is Lucius Morningside, aka Lucifer, the devil himself. With his bloodline in Atlanta, he will stop at nothing to make this city his own, establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can Agents Kenya and Darren stop him and save the kids over Lucius win this round? Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book 2 of the Kenya Clark series. And for a limited time, from December 20th to December 24th, Book 1, Tell Me You Love Me, also by Mahogany Silverine, will be free on Amazon. So get both copies today. Two Ink Minimum, Book One of the Permanent Hangover series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover Bar and Tattoo Parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Wing Minimum by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. Listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. Yep. MahoganySilvering.net. Good evening, everyone. Sorry we're having some technical difficulties, but we are back now. And I am your host, Mahogany Silverane, the host of Mahogany Says. And I'm here with our special guest tonight, Demetrius Walker. Demetrius, can you hear me? Yes, I can. 
Oh, there you are. Yay, it works. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You know, Christmas time. I'm ready to get up in the morning and have these kids open their gifts. Oh, yes. Get, yeah. Get the holiday. I'm ready to get the holiday out of the way. <laughs> I know that's something we're all looking forward to. Like, okay, we're done with this because there's so much to do. Are Are you doing yeah. anything special? Any cooking plans or anything? Yes, uh, my wife actually making turkey, stuffing, uh, greens, peas and rice, and uh, nice. mushroom and tuna salad. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm making gumbo over here. <laughs> That's our traditional thing. We have gumbo because I'm from New Orleans, so we have gumbo and rice and all the seafood. But mostly my kids just love the crab legs, so I have to make sure I get a bunch of snow crab because they will go through that more than they go through the gumbo. (laughs) Yes, yeah, the crab's going to be the first thing to go. Exactly. (laughs) After that, they're like, eh, I don't want any more. (laughs) I was like, fine, you know what, I'll just steam crabs then instead of doing the gumbo every year. I'm telling you. It's always funny. It's always deep. funny laugh. <laughs> yeah. Can't break so tell us a little That's true. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, when did you begin writing and publishing your books? I be, I began writing in 2008, but I was I was still incarcerated at the time, and uh, I first published my first novel uh, this year on 420. Mm-hmm. That's my first published novel that I did on my own. But I was I was once signed to a publisher, twice signed to a publisher company, and and I was released from both of them because I didn't want to commit to a long term contract. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, so I decided to self publish with the help of a friend of mine that's also an author. Oh, nice. Yeah, he took me through the steps and showed me how to find graphic designers, find good editors, and just walk me all the way through it. Oh, that's great. Now. All right. I like that. So do you mind if I ask what you were incarcerated for, or is that a taboo subject? No, no, I, can, I don't mind talking about it. living testimony. So uh, I was incarcerated. I went to prison when I was 20 years old. I served a 10-year bid for uh, armed robbery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got out in 2015, haven't been back incarcerated, haven't been in, in, the, process, in, the, in the area of any officers. I've just been working and doing my book. You know, I got my gift when I was incarcerated, and I decided to, you know, when I write a book, try to be somewhat inspirational so the young yes. generation don't have to I went through. That is awesome. And you do have an amazing testimony. That sounds wonderful. And I, I'm yeah, glad that you yeah. made it out. Because you paid your debt to society and you're out and you're doing well and you've got books published. And Can you tell us a little bit about your books? Oh, yeah. Uh, my first book is uh, Rock Money Moves. Rock mm-hmm. Money Moves, when I came up with the idea for that book, the idea was really based on uh, life insurance. And uh, when uh-huh. I first, like I said, when I, when I, well, I'm from Overtown, Miami, which is like one of the most like poorest neighborhoods in the city of Miami, and it's also mm-hmm. the first black neighborhood in the city of Miami. So, um, you know, over there, it, it was common for people to get murdered or die off and not have life insurance, so everybody had to piss together just to bury their loved ones. You know wow, so, that's a real so, struggle. You know, I, yeah, so as a kid, I, I grew up believing that life insurance is very expensive and trying to find out it's really not. But you would think so when you're seeing that nobody has it, you know what I'm saying, in your whole community. So I decided to base my book on that. And the characters oh. in the book, you know, so the characters in the book, they started their own life insurance company at a cheaper rate and was giving out, like, bigger deductibles the families to make people get life insurance for cases like that. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. 
but you know, you know, books get off topic too. But that's that was the idea for the book, so that's what they're doing in the book. But the book, and my wife would say, my wife would say it's not about life insurance. It's the backstory <laughs> to the story, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, not about life yeah. insurance, but that that is still helpful and it's still meaningful to a lot of people who I know because we grow up. And we don't think about things like that until we get older. But when yeah. we're being killed off so young uh, and losing children, children getting shot and all, you know, so we have to have that. It is definitely a necessity yeah. because we, anyone can die at any time now. So it's not yeah. something you have to yeah. wait for when you get older. And a lot of people believe that falsely, that, oh, that's not something I have to worry about right now. But it really is. Yeah. It's very important. So, it I mean, really that's is. great that you put that in your books and, I like the story of Rock. I, I read a little bit of it, and he just seems like this really down-to-earth, no-nonsense, doesn't take anything from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah Rock, Rock was a uh, – he's a hell of a dude, man. Like, he, he's militant, and he knows what he wants. He knows what he's trying to do for his people. Like, even, like, the guys that's a part of his clique, like, he makes them mm-hmm. invest their money and save their money. Not only just throwing it away. So like the whole book was based on like you know teaching people like to save, you know, because a lot of people don't have a savings either. So you like you sure. have to put something. You have to put something away for a rainy day. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you so, do. You know, that's, Definitely. That's sort of what the book was about. And then I have another release that I just recently uh released, which is my City Girls book, City Girls to Come Up. I released that on Thanksgiving Day. Now, City nice. Girls, City Girls is based on the story that most people don't talk about, which is people growing up in DCF custody, which is like a group home. Right. So the the four girls in the book they grew up in the group home. One of them was put in state custody from birth. When she was born, she never got to live with her family. She got never got to know her family. She was straight in the system. And she grew up in the system since she was 18 years old. Now, in, in her teenage years, they allowed mm-hmm. her to go to the group home. It's when she went to a regular high school and made three best friends, and they, they all turned into sisters. And she happens to be released to the world first. A, a wow. young lady that's 18, A young lady that's 18 years old and don't know nothing about the world, never had a physical dollar in her hand. It's released to the world with just a hundred dollars, and told her she got to find a way to live the best way she can. So right. I wrote a story wow. based on. I wrote, no, it's not to get too much of the story, but it's based on like the things that could possibly happen to a woman that never really experienced nothing in the world. Oh, wow. and, you know, and it's coming from and a male is, perspective. True. From a male perspective, and that is very different and very unique. And it looks like we have another caller on the line. Caller, did you have a question? Hello? Hello. Yes. You're on the air. Uh, hi. Um, I just um wanted to tell him that I I've read the book, um, and I liked it. And I also <laughs> really liked it. The first book he wrote was Rock Money Moves. I really enjoyed that movie, that book. So I just wanted him to know that I was a fan. Oh, okay. Thank Do you, you have a name, fan? <laughs> I'm his mother. That's my mom. That's my mom. That's my mother. Okay. Well, nice. Well, yeah, mom better like it. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. I didn't have to like it, but I really, really do like it. That is Thanks, great. Mom. That is that is wonderful. My first book. My mother didn't say anything. <laughs> like you, you really want to write that? <laughs> Yeah, man. But I'm very proud of you, son. I, I, I really appreciate that. That's amazing. We all, we all sitting there just listening to you guys talk. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you all for right. calling in and listening. <laughs> thank you. I love you, Ma. Bye. Bye bye. Ah, look at that. Your mom's all excited. Uh-huh, I'm still here. So, yeah. what authors uh, did you? 
inspired you to start writing? Any author, particular authors that you read that maybe oh, helped you kind oh, of? Man, like, listen, so my all time, I want to meet this guy one day is Kawan. And I, when I read his series, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got to start. Mm-hmm. I, I got to start writing books because, like, I had, while in Costco, I had read so many books that it was like, it just came to me naturally that I need to start writing my own story. But I don't right. know so many like they all had to sound the same to me. And so, but Kawan books always stuck out to me. And uh, this guy named Yusuf T. Woods, he wrote a book called Blood of My Brother. That was a really uh-huh. good book. I really did that. And of course, Sister Soldier. I read her Midnight, Coldest Winter Ever. She nice. was a dope writer. One day yes. I would love to be like I um, I, absolutely. I read a lot of books, but like Terry Woods, I read. Uh, it's a book named Flint. I forgot the writer, female writer. She was real good. But one and use of two words got to be like my top favorite writers. Nice. But Urban Lit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I really didn't realize how big urban fiction really is until I started reading some and I was like, Wow, this is this is a new genre that's really building up. And that is yeah. amazing. So yeah. tell us, does does writing energize you or does it exhaust you? Oh, it all depends on what type of scene I'm writing. Like sometimes I can write a scene and like before I know it I done wrote three thirty five hundred words for this scene and not knowing where it came from. And then next time I might be writing a scene and and it's so mellow and it, it'll put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 I also had like parts in my book because I write with my phone. Like wherever I go, I'm, I'm always writing in my phone. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and I got my Microsoft Word account hooked up to my phone so I can just jump from book to book. Like whatever oh. vibe I'm feeling. So... That's a cool idea. Yes, it is. I got this one book that I'm trying to write, and I'm stuck on this one scene. I mean, I know what I want to write after the scene, but this one specific scene, I've been stuck on this scene for like three weeks. I can't get past this scene for nothing. And it oh my goodness! Like every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, you know, you know, like some some things have to be said in a book, so you have to go through the motion to get it out. Right. I know sometimes you know what the mm. ending is going to be, but you got to figure out what's going to be in between. Because that, that yeah. happens sometimes. Even when I write an outline, yeah, I find I'm still kind of like, okay, I know where I want to go. Now, how do I get there? So yeah. that, that comes up. That's a, that's a good one. And it looks like we mm. have another caller on the line. Caller, are you okay. there? Do you have a question? Hello? I really enjoyed the book. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you got some fans. Definitely. Yeah. So do you write full time or do you also work? I also work. I work now I'm doing more working than I do writing, but I'm a uh, I'm a fast writer like usually like if I'm writing a novel, I can put a novel out really quick. Cause I, some weekends I write like six to seven thousand words a day. Wow! Um, so I work Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sundays is when I get my writing in. Oh, that's good. Yeah, gotta have some time for for what I like to do because my writing exactly. is my escape. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the non-pressure thing. For me, yeah. it's kind of very, very therapeutic. Yeah, yes, it is. So, what is your main message that you like to convey in your books? Uh, when I write, I try to um, make sure I always drop rules in my book, like things like people normally don't want to read, but if it's in a good book, you will catch it, and it'll probably hit you. Like, I like saying things like, um, 
Like just old like little black sayings that like your grandma tell you like right. if you get in trouble. So yes. I like I like to drop little jewels like that in a book. So whenever you read one of my books, you will know it's they're gonna always have a message behind them. I'm always gonna be talking about something that you can relate to or you know exactly. somebody that been through that. So I try to keep nice. it there. Like I I try not to do things that's gotta make somebody go to the dictionary to read the book. Because some people say that take away from reading the book, they got to stop to go figure out what the word means. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, or go look it up. It with, yeah, so I try to keep it where everybody can relate and understand That's where it. I'm coming from. Like, you know, I, I sell a lot of books hand-to-hand, and people be like, oh, your books are so different. You keep it real. You so good at your writing. It's so raw. And I be like, okay, I appreciate it. And you know, as a writer... Yeah, but you know, as the because you want to hit people where they live, yes. Yeah. Get to the heart of the matter, yes. Precisely. Well, for those of you just joining us, we are talking with author Demetrius Walker, and we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Yeah. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering, MahoganySilvering.net. Hot Coffee, an interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl one of the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of and get married before the new year. Kamaya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering, mahoganysilvering.net. And we are back. We are talking with 
urban fiction author Demetrius Walker. So, Demetrius, uh, where did you hey. get your ideas from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, I, I, I get my ideas from like everyday things that I see in the world around me. So, mm-hmm. like, um, like I, I know this this one uh, couple that I want to write a book about them. Like he's a she's a mail carrier and he's a like janitor janitor uh, a custodian at school at the date at the school, but she's a little faster than him. So behind his back, she's messing with all type of different guys and stuff like that. But he's like really a good guy to her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't she doesn't realize it until the thing she thought she wants. Didn't want her, and by that time, the guy that wanted oh, her didn't no. want her. Yeah, so oh wow, I, 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 so I was I was trying my hardest to write this story about them, and like just I get my ideas from situations like that. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff that people go through every day, right? And things that yeah. kind of speak to you that you know people can identify with. That's great. Yes. yes. So you said you're working on a new book, right? Yes, I am. You, and what's right. this one about? The one that I'm writing now is, is uh, about a, a guy who's a Hebrew Israelite. And uh, the people around him don't accept it because of uh, what happened with Ben Yahweh, Ben Yahweh in Miami. Mm-hmm. So he he's He's going through it with getting into it with the Christians, the Muslims. Wow. He's standing on his belief. He's standing on his belief that he believes that Hebrews was first before it was any other religion and his belief. So mm-hmm. I'm writing the whole book on that. It's kind of difficult because for this one, I have to do research. Right. I'm really, really I can pull it off. Okay. And I don't want it to I don't want it to be labeled as urban fiction, so I'm not gonna do it as drugs and the average urban right. I wanna make it where it go as a fiction novel. Okay. Yeah. Well it looks like we have another caller. Are you ready for another question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh caller, you're on the line. Hello? Oh. Hello? Uh, hello. I, I didn't. I actually didn't have a question. I was just calling and listening to the interview. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm just supporting. Okay. I know the question. I'm coming in on the middle of the interview, but. Okay, bro. <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so was there was anything? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> you have a lot of fans. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. So you know you're doing really good. You know you got people following you. People want to listen. They want to hear what you have to say, and that is amazing. And that's like the best thing for a writer, and especially when he puts yeah. their work out there. You're putting your heart and soul to what you write, and you're putting it out there yeah. for everyone to see. So you're like opening up yourself. And that's yeah. a, I guess a lot of people don't get that unless you actually do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the feedback I get because I I put my I put my actual phone number in there and people be calling me back. Some people don't believe that it actually be me. They be like, oh, did you call it? Yes, it's the author. <laughs> wow. I love, I just, yes, I just, that's uh, good. That's a really good thing to do. It's mm-hmm. the best thing to connect with your readers, and that's and that's what makes them like you. And they will read anything that you produce because they've gotten to know you. Yeah, and that's really you know. Yeah. Exactly, because they want to know you personally, and the more they find out about you, and then, you know whatever you got, they're like, okay, I'm gonna get it, you know, because he wrote it. Yeah. So, and that's a great thing. Yeah. That's a very good thing to have. Yeah. Man. So, what is the the first book, if you like to read, that made you cry or made you sad, like growing up? Uh, uh I ain't gonna lie. As a as a kid, I I wish I'd have did more reading. I, uh. I didn't read a lot, so the only book that I knew about it as a kid probably was Romeo and Juliet that we used to read in school every year. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> but, uh, classic Shakespeare, so yeah. Yeah, so that's about the closest I got to reading until um, 
I went off to do my little prison bid. But before then, I really didn't have the time to pick up a book. I never even thought I would ever be a writer, though. That was a wow. shocking to me. <laughs> like, See, we never know what we're going to do until you actually do it. That's amazing. Yeah, true. And I, actually end up being good at it. <laughs> yes, right? He's like, oh, I'm yeah, going to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when I first told my mom, I'm like, Mom, you know, I'm a, I write books now. She's like, Get out of here, man. I'm like, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> she didn't believe you. <laughs> and then when I finally, when I got my first, like, my preview book for my first public book, Rob Money Movie, I gave it to her. And she was like, Wow, like, you really wrote a book. I'm like, Yeah, I did. Wow. I'm going to sell it to the world. <laughs> That's a good feeling, isn't it? It's like you. Yeah, it is. It makes you feel accomplished when you've got that, and you're actually holding it in your hand. It's something that you've written. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Like I was like, finally, because for years when I was incarcerated, I was writing and writing and writing and trying to get a publishing deal. I was sending out query letters and everything, just trying to right. get signed to the publisher and to no avail the whole time. And then, right when I get out and I, I Facebook made it much easier. I land a publishing deal, and like I say, they wanted more out of me, and I didn't want to give them more, so we got into it, and they cut me. And I, then I went on the slump for like two years because I was ready to publish my book in 2015. I mm-hmm. just never, I never had a chance to get it out. So, but I never stopped writing. So, I have books after books after books that's not even published. I had plans on releasing a book every 90 days from all the product that I had. But, then, you know, life catch up with you and don't work out like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's yeah. that whole stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning. I've actually stayed up the entire night writing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fall asleep till about 6 or 7 the next day, actually, when it was finished, because I couldn't <laughs> sleep. Because <laughs> it was yeah. just ideas floating around. Like, I got to get this down. I got I can't even sleep. So, Oh yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you're doing an amazing job of it. I mean, I haven't read your new one yet, but I'm gonna have to get that so I can read it because it really looks interesting. And you're right, you don't mm-hmm. read many books that have a male perspective, especially about women who are that young and starting their life yeah. and the things that they have to deal with and growing up in the system. So yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. Yes. And this the new one. You're yeah. You're you're tackling a new subject that's and it's a difficult subject and maybe a touchy subject for some people. But mm-hmm. when you can do that and put your voice and your and state how you feel about it, and you never know. Mm-hmm. Most people probably feel the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, women need to read it though, because a lot of women they don't think about DCF or people in state custody until it happened to them. So exactly. I think, so, like most women, I feel like they need to read that book because it's things that happen to women every day. Every day. That is true. That's very true. So, what other author friends are you friends with? Oh, man, I got uh, my friend, Arthur Godson. He's a self published author. Mm-hmm. I got another friend that I'm real good with. She's the editor. Her name. She's the editor and author. Takara James. Like she do oh, most good. of my editing. Then um, Tisha Andrews, Destiny Sky. I can go on, man. Uh, Gary Cooper. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like these people that I, that's personally in my corner. They rooting for me. They supporting me. They. Like when they see them, I'm in a slump. They there for me. They calling me. They reaching out to me. They texting me or they inbox me. They doing nice. something to, to make sure that I'm still on my grind. They let me know about the closest uh, book events to me so I can get it to them and stuff like that. I really appreciate these authors though. I do. Yes, and it's really good because we do need to support each other as authors and writers, and because we know what each other goes through. So. We need to yeah. be there for each other because who else is going to do it? And all the time, it's really you can learn more from them and they can learn from you as well. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. because it's a huge community. 
Yeah, 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 man. Like, man, listen, I'm telling you, folks, all I knew was how to actually write a book. These people helped me put my books out and get them to stores and show me how to get my books in libraries. And, you know what I'm They didn't have to do that. Like, me personally, exactly. I started my yeah. I got a little library that I started with different authors. I, what I do is I change book with a different author, and I got mm-hmm. up to 50 books out of the chains with different authors. You know what I'm saying? Just like telling people, you know, man, we authors, we need to support each other. Like, it's enough readers out here for everybody. And it somebody sure else putting out Exactly. Yeah, like, they're not going to read your book 365 days out of the week. It's, some people read a book in two days. Some people like exactly. the average readers with yeah, so just because you post my picture on your page doesn't mean that I'm going to steal your reader. They got 347 no. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. There, There is enough readers for every author. I mean, I have an entire library, and it's not all by the same author. I have a library yeah, full of exactly. different authors. So it's, you know, I don't understand why people think, you know, I'm stealing your reader. No, you're not, because I read more mm-hmm. than one author, and I have more than one favorite, yeah, exactly. you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, like it's just the the community of of urban literature. I watched it change from when I be, first became an author to to now. Like people were just scrolling through their books trying to get credits instead of actually reading it and letting right. author know how you feel about the book. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when people send me their book, I was like, okay, I'm gonna read it. I don't want to just leave you a review and I didn't read your book. <laughs> exactly. Let me read it. Yeah, man. So, have you had any like bad reviews as far as where they was just kind of out there? <laughs> it's like you didn't read the book. Man, I got this man. Listen, <laughs> I I got this one dude. You know, is he a white guy? And I don't even think he read urban fiction, but like he he put two reviews. He put a review on both of my books on Goodreads. I don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. I never met this guy. I don't even think he read my book because he put the review the same day that the book came out. He his review just pop up, so he he gave me a one star. And he talked terrible about my book. So I'm like, damn, he couldn't have read my book because the way he's talking about it, right? He couldn't have read. It. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. that, that, that's the only bad review I got is something like that. But like you could tell who read your book, even if like they have seen something wrong with it, you could tell that they read it through the review still. You know what I'm right. But for those who just I we call them trolls, they just want to just start stuff to just start stuff, and just because they can and they haven't even read the book, they just looked at probably looked at the cover and thought, oh, let me write yeah. something here. You know, it, I had a couple of one stars myself. It's <laughs> and it was usually <laughs> something stupid, you know, like I uh, think like one lady put, my grandson can write better than this. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm like, that's not a real review. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> what yeah, do you like, mean? What, what, what was wrong my, with it? If you didn't is, like it, tell yeah, me, you know. Yeah. Be honest with me. You yeah, know, was it too long? Was it not long enough? Did Were you missing something from the characters? What? But don't just say, my grandson can write better than you. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, no, no two authors write alike anyway. Like you can no. give two authors the same topic, and they're not gonna tell the story the same way. you can't get mad at nobody for the way that they write and tell their story. That's the way they talk, or that's how they write. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, so I and don't. Go, I don't be, you know, no, because you're writing for your audience, and not everybody yeah. is like I, I may be a romance writer, but. I also dip into suspense and thrillers, and I like yeah. to have mystery in mind as well. So, and I do lots of things with the paranormal. So, you can't just like box me in. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, yeah. and there are yeah. some authors who who actually write across genres, different ones. You know, not just mm-hmm. one they might be known for. So you never know, and I think it's people just kind of misjudge and they don't understand or, you know, they don't realize how much and how how long we work on something and how much we put into it. Mm-hmm. And like in two seconds later, after it's posted, you're posting something rude and, you know, not understanding yeah. how long it took the person to do this, you know, but yeah, mm-hmm. she'll get those. <laughs> those I just kind of yeah. ignore. Gloss through them. Yeah. 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 So have you, 
Oh yeah. I'm, Have you ever Googled yourself? Oh man, like ooh, the first the first time I did it, and I, and, and I saw my book pop up. I was like, wow, like somebody can actually Google me, you know? So other than just yes, right? Facebook, they see my book, and um, <laughs> that that now that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Just the the thought of one day or to somebody across the world, somewhere somebody might be saying, Demetrius Meaty Walker is my favorite writer. You know exactly, and they can and they can Google me and show their friends who I am. <laughs> exactly, and they can even something you may have said to pick. I find when I say stuff or I write something, I will see someone quoting what I said, and they actually give me credit for the quote. That blew me away the first yeah. time I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, no, when nice. you start seeing that, yeah, like people will start saying, "Hey, Demetrius Walker says this," you know. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a good, you know, like wow, I actually influence people, you know. <laughs> and it's a good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> okay, if you had to do something differently as a child or a teenager to become a better writer as an adult, what would you do? Pick up a book. I would pick because... up a book. <laughs> Yes, I would. Like, well, definitely, yes. Yeah, because I really wasn't reading as a child. And, and uh, if it wasn't school, something dealing with, like, math or any, like a regular subject in school, I wasn't really, like, going out of my way to go to the public library to read a book. So now that I know how good books are, books are better than actually watching a movie, I would pick up more exactly. books. Exactly. I would, I, would, I would really put my nose in more books and encourage other people to read books instead of just playing video games and watching movies because that these when people when a person put their pen into that paper they are giving you like they're really their heart and their soul and they're really trying to paint this picture with words so you can see mm-hmm. it as you can see in your head yeah so exactly like, man I would I definitely would go pick up a book a million books that's how we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> So do you have any, um, what would you say or advice for writers just starting out or who maybe are not uh, published yet? But uh, if if you're not published yet or if you just coming up with an idea and you want to write a book, if you're that person, I would say you can't finish a book without giving the first sentence. So you have to put a sentence on the paper first before you can finish the book. So I would drop that sentence. If you're the person that has an idea about writing a book, but if you already right. wrote a book and you're trying to publish your book, me personally, I would say self-publish your book. If if you're like me, I'm the type of person I like to be in the streets. I, I like to be in the atmosphere with the people. I like to like right. be seen with my books. You know, it's like I I have a lot of friends that follow me on social media that's also authors. They sell a lot of ebooks but they wasn't selling a lot of paperback books. A lot of paperback and they seen, Yeah, and they seeing me every day posting uploading pictures with different people buying my books and stuff like that and they ask me, like, what are you doing? Like how are you making it happen? I tell them, when you get off social media you are still an author. So wherever you go you Yes, so wherever you go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had cards made to pass them out, talk to people, yeah. see if you can have a book signing in places that people didn't think of. I've seen a book signing in Walmart. So you can go anywhere. There's fairs, now, there's, I, you know, I lots of things. Book, I, I do a book sign everywhere I go. I could be in a hospital with a broken leg. I'm selling books in the hospital. Nice. <laughs> See? That, 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 you have an entrepreneurial brain there, right there. <laughs> Most people yeah, do not think yeah. that way. Yeah, you got to, man. Even if I'm going to win Dixie to pick up a loaf of bread, I take two of my books with me because you never know who I might run into. Somebody might be in a and definitely need of want something to read, and I don't have my book, but I'm telling them, oh, you know, I'm an author. You can look me up on Amazon, but I don't have nothing physically, so I always make sure <laughs> that I have something physically on me that's going right. to let people know that I'm the author. You know what I'm saying? So, and I sell a lot of books like that, a lot of that's, books. That's good. 
That's a good way to do it. I mean, I I had cards made. Now, I don't have my phone number on them, but I have all of my links to my social media because I don't know if I want too many people calling. (laughs) I don't know if my husband would like that. (laughs) Yeah, I got you my phone number card, you know. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I went to the post office. I'm mailing off people who have won a, a copy of my book or whatever. And I talked, and I, you know, you're like, oh, this is your book. I'm like, yeah, this is mine. And so then I can, you know, the ladies they're passing my cards around in the post office. So now I was like, oh, I need to read this. And so yeah. you're right. Anywhere you go, anything you do, you've got to have that. My husband tells me I'm, I need to get better at that because sometimes I'm a little shy about it. And unless we're talking about something specific, I don't just like throw it out in the conversation. I need to get past that. Mm. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, man, we are talking with uh, author Demetrius Walker, and we're going to have a short break. And when we come back, we're going to find out more about his personal life. So stay tuned. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Morningside, Book Two of the Kenya Clark series by author Mahogany Silverang. Christmas will never be the same. Chaos has taken hold of the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI Paranormal Unit cannot contain the situation. The cause of this chaos is Lucius Morningside, aka Lucifer, the devil himself. With his bloodline in Atlanta, he will stop at nothing to make this city his own establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can agents Kenya and Darren stop him and save the kids over Lucius win this round? Rise of Lucius Morningside, book two of the Kenya Clark series. And for a limited time, from December 20th to December 24th, book one, Tell Me You Love Me, also by Mahogany Silverine, will be free on Amazon. So get both copies today. Two Ink Minimums, Book One of the Permanent Hangover series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover Bar and Tattoo Parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. 
But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Wings Minimum by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back. We are talking with fiction, urban fiction author, Demetrius Walker. And I believe his wife has joined us. Hello? Hey. Hello. Hey, Demetrius. Hello. Hey. Yes, ma'am. You're on live. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mahogany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm actually at work. I oh, okay. I want to let my husband know that I'm tuned in and I'm supporting him from work. He's doing a great nice. job. Nice. I'm very proud of him. Thank Aww. you, babe. Oh wow, that's that's you know, that's awesome, and that is teamwork. So you got a good partner there, most definitely. That's right. <laughs> she, she sounds like a keeper. Let's keep her. <laughs> most definitely. That's why she's the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You the wife. You the wife and the reader. Oh yeah. That's right. That's your queen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you I do? Really do you have a, any? Do you have any favorite hobbies? Uh, man, my favorite 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 hobby is listening to music. I love music. Like music put me in like the mood to do anything that I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like even on my job that I do from nine to five, I'm listening to music all day when I'm writing. Like sometimes music can like help me get through a scene faster. Right, like with the right song, and so I, music is always like my thing. And it really outside does. of music, <laughs> yeah, outside of music, my second hobby is writing. As you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying. I'm always, I'm always thinking of a story. Always trying to write something different. I, like I said, outside the box, outside of the typical drug lord that everybody writing about. <laughs> so like. <laughs> And like I said, some, sometimes the music just pushes me in the right direction. Oh, yeah. That is especially helpful sometimes. If I'm writing a love scene or if I'm writing a a, a fight scene, then I'll listen to, like, mm-hmm. music that's edgy or has or is rock that kind of, like, yeah. pushes me through it, you know. And it really kind of helps me tune out of everything else that's around me so I can get into the story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that, that is awesome. So as a writer... Mm-hmm. What would you choose as your mascot, avatar, or like a spiritual animal? Would you say that represents you? Ooh, uh, I would. I would probably have to go with a uh, uh, animal that fit me as a writer. I have to say a gorilla. Yeah, they they powerful and they also can be friendly too if you come out in the right way. So, so, so like. Me, I feel like with my writing, my writing is so powerful. It's just I'm chained up. Like nobody really knows yet. And right. once once the chain once the chain comes out, then they're gonna see like, damn, this guy really is a beast. Like he's been he been a gorilla the whole time. Like he he deserved to be in the jungle with all the rest of the wow. other writers. <laughs> yeah, so, so is there like um, a certain style? Of writing when you're writing urban fiction. Oh man, like I, I like, I like street lit. I don't I, like I, 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 I know the women are the readers, the majority of the readers. So I'm gonna put the romance in the story, but now that I'm saying like my stories are more like street lit. Like, watch read one of my books is like watching Paid and Full. Like Paid and Full really doesn't have sex scenes in the movie like that because it's not really about the sex, but you see the right. relationship that they have with the women. So my stories, and that was like one of the issues I had with my first publisher, like, because she writes strictly for romance for women. 
and she was like, oh, your story there, good, that's fire, but you don't have a lot of sex in it, and women want to read a lot of sex. And I was like, the story isn't about sex, though. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I was going to write about sex, I would have wrote an erotica. But right. Correct. So, <laughs> yeah, right. So I make sure to put it in there, but it's not going to be as more sex than what the story is about. Like my, my, reading one of my books is like watching a movie. The way True. I describe it and how I jump from scene to scene and keep you captivated, make you want to, like you're going to fall in love with a certain character and you're going to keep reading trying to get back to that character scene. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, that's oh, yeah. Hard to write nice. Yeah. So, what kind of research do you? I mean, I know you're working on the, the new book, and you're doing some research. Do you go to a library? Do you actually talk to people who work in that profession, or? Yeah, like okay, so like the, this the book I'm writing now about the Hebrew is uh most majority of the stuff that I talking about and I learned about it through people that I've met that are actually Hebrew Israelites and I don't go too much into like to disrespect nobody's religion or nothing like that but the character that's posing as a Hebrew the way he's moving and walking about in the story he's, he's actually moving the way that a Hebrew Israelite would move on a daily basis so I'm just everything that I learned I'm people that I call and I talk to that's Hebrews and like I I try to stay in topics that I know that I can be in touch with the topic. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I never lived it or like experienced it or walked this journey with somebody, I try to stay away from that because you sound like kinda of stupid when you write in a book about a lawyer and he never had right. a court scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you know you know you know you're not good at law there's no need for you to try to write that story because it's not going to sound... Not unless you do some real research, yes. <laughs> yeah. You do, do an actual courtroom scene, exactly. Yeah, so with that, I just try to stay connected with the people that I know that's a part of the life story that I'm writing about. And I just give it to the people bluntly from how they... How they <laughs> Excuse me a second. <clears throat> I didn't want to cough into the microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, do you have any place in particular? Are you just on Amazon or what bookstores carry your books? So you can tell our listeners where they can go out and find your books. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they can get they can get the books on Amazon. They can find them on Lulu's. They also in uh, Barnes and Noble. And uh, right now I'm working on the website, so um, in due time they'll be able to get it off my my Facebook page. I'm have my website name on there. Okay, and your Facebook page is under Author uh, Demetrius author, Walker or Author Demetrius Meaty Walker. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about Meaty. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> 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 oh, like, Meaty is, Meaty is the person that's like, he's not shy, he's outspoken, he don't care how the world look at him. You know what I'm saying? So I created him as my way of like, not caring how the world look at him. You understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and the name Meaty is crazy because I got the name from my great grandmother, and I was a little skinny little kid, and all I used to uh-huh. eat was meat. I, yeah, so I ain't <laughs> eat no other food. All I wanted was meat. Oh, the cute! She used to call me Meathead. Like get your little Meathead stuff on. So, so the name stuck. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm older. <laughs> like I done grew into the name. <laughs> so, so yeah, but but like I say, the Demetrius is, is the guy that's humble, he's business oriented, like he's all about everything. Like like with my wife, my wife gets Demetrius, but my mm-hmm. friends and 
people that I associate with, they're going to get obedient until they earn Demetrius. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Right. So Demetrius is somebody that I don't just give to the world <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Demetrius. Our time is just about up here. I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with everyone. I thank for everyone for listening tonight. And I hope everyone has a great Christmas Eve and a very mm-hmm. Merry Christmas tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> so thank you, you for too. joining us. I thank you. You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at mahoganysilverine.net. Thank you and good night.